Good morning and good afternoon. I'm Bill Connor, and you've reached the Digital Shop Talk Radio. Uh, you can find us on every Wednesday by uh, going to autovitals.com forward slash radio and registering. You'll get a, a invite and a reminder. And we have a lot of people that prefer to listen to us on the, on the podcast platform. So on your favorite podcast platform, search for the Digital Shop Talk Radio, and you can listen to us on your drive time or wherever you please. So today I'm here with Ken Anderson, the owner of BNL Quality Repair LLC, and Ken's uh, joined us live here before and has um, went ahead and decided that he would go ahead and do it again. So that's that's great. We appreciate you joining us. And I've also got um, Brenner Newman, the operations manager for Save More Automotive. They're located in uh, Plano, Texas, and this is a longtime family business, and he's kind of um, maybe the third generation that's that's been in there, and, and now he's... Um, kind of taking over to Reigns' operations manager. And now Uber, our, our Autovital's very own chief innovation officer, is off innovating somewhere else today. And I can't share with you what he's up to, but um, we'll be sure to do that at a later date. So these panelists and I are going to focus on what's needed for producing the maximum billable hours and completed hours per tech per week. You know, that's what we're after. And this is the goal of every shop owner and manager. And really, it should be the goal of the entire shop as a team. It really takes a team to go and get this done. So this episode is going to focus on the tools and processes that are used to achieve this goal. And you're going to take away some ideas and shops just like yours on this important topic. We're going to start out first by learning how to detect bottlenecks in the shop. So, you know, that's going to be important to understand. And your shop will master the tools of digital shop talk to remove these barriers. Now, these panelists have been using AutoVitals um, digital shop processes for a long time, and they've scored some amazing results. But those, both these guys have shared with me that they're nowhere near as far along in the path that they really want to be in the long run. So we're going to probably discover some things that they would like some help with along the way also. And so, again, um, anybody has any tips for these guys that they'd like to share, you know, please feel free to chat them in. So today we'll give you some solid information for using the AutoVitals tool to understand and improve production. And you'll take away shops or tips that you can implement in shops just like yours. So that being said, um, I'd like to go ahead and start off and, um, you know, we had a little prep call and I wanted to go ahead and let these guys know what to expect so that way we don't go ahead and just have them pull their hair out right from the beginning here. And so what we wanted to do is first talk about what are the typical symptoms of shops where the service advisor team aren't up to, up to date on the work progress, part situation, customer status, and so on. So we want to identify, you know, some ways that you can easily tell that you have what I like to refer to as opportunity for improvement in your own shops. So Brenner, um, age before beauty. So we're going to go ahead and put you here first. I don't know how that works, but. Uh, okay. Yes, sir. Well, howdy. Um, as far as identifying, you know, problems you know, within the shop, as far as not producing, you know, billable hours or enough hours. One of the things um, you know that, that comes to mind is, is you know technicians standing around, um, obviously not not turning wrenches. Um, so you know that's that's from the get go. But also just being able to look from the TDPX screen and seeing you know setting setting goals you know every day first thing in the morning as far as you know what expectations you know what, what can each tech produce um, hour wise. Um, and, and you know when you get around lunchtime or you know, even around 10 o'clock and you see that you know one of your technicians is only producing you know one or two hours and you know you're four or five hours in the day you know obviously you got a problem at hand um and again you can just identify that by looking at the tvvx screen you know right from the get-go um you know that's 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 one thing that comes to mind 
Awesome. So in your case, um, do you have the technicians participate that by when they clock in the morning? Are they going ahead and, and entering on their tablet their expected hour goal for today? Or are they just verbally communicating that? Or are they sending a chat message to the service advisor? Hey, I'm feeling kind of porky today. I, I need 12. So what we do is that the, uh, the store manager, myself, and the, and the shop foreman, we, we get together and we look at the schedule every single day, first thing in the morning. And then the shop, uh, the shop foreman will go around to, to the technicians and kind of you know list out the day or kind of go throughout the day and if the technicians you know like you say feeling froggy and he feels like you know he typically he's producing eight or nine hours a day but he thinks you know on this day he could produce 11 or 12 then you know we may we may slide in a little bit more work but yeah it's just you know ha having that communication you know first thing in the morning is typically you know what we do cool and you also said you further go ahead and, and adjust that throughout the day so if somebody is getting way ahead of schedule and and you know they had eight hours worth of work to done and they finish it by lunch you would go in there and you would up their goal for the day so the service riders got a good visual absolutely yes sir cool so um you know that unwraps quite a few things there to definitely go and talk about so your inner shop communication is one of your number one things that you can use to identify that you've got some opportunity for improvement and you're using the today's vehicle page technician view to kind of see how they progress Absolutely. And so, Ken, let's go ahead and get you to go ahead and pile on here. Let's go ahead and add some more. I mean, know, how do we go ahead and define that we've got opportunities for improvement besides going ahead and having the text complain about not enough hours on our paycheck, I might add. That's common. Uh, the, one of the things we're noticing with, with our guys is the, a lot of times you see, like you said, text standing around, wrenches aren't being turned. Uh, one of the other kind of bottlenecks is the wandering around looking for a car trying to find the keys to the car. Uh, why do we not, you know, we were finally, we, we had to work on that. Uh, we had, we've tried multiple different systems for keys. Uh, efficiency, it doesn't do any good if the tech can't even find the car to work on or get into the car. Um, something simple. I mean, it, we don't, we kind of overlook it. So you have the keys, one service rider has the keys. I mean, it's something so, so small and it can put such a monkey wrench in your day. Uh, the keys are, are <laughs> very, you know, it's, it's extremely simple, but now we've, we're getting some processes in for that. Uh, labels, we're starting to use the actual labeling, you know, so the keys that, with the VIN number, multiple ways so they can identify the vehicle right away in the parking lot. We were not doing that before. Um, we have a, a couple of processes with the, one of, the, one of my service writer guys is now coming in early every day and we don't have uh, we don't let the, i should say we don't let we have not at this point in time had the techs pick their own time what they feel like for the day uh, we kind of have a daily goal for them uh because they're not you know then we sit down talk with them you know every every so often and say hey you know we, can, what are you feeling like can we bump you up on average we're working off the averages and that's probably old school um we're not doing a daily daily repeat on that um, but keeping again, like Brennan said, you know, communications, uh, where guys going through makes a big difference every, every morning. We're not quite that good yet. You know, we don't have that option down yet there. Um, but the big thing is let the guys know ahead of time what, what the day is, you know, what the day's laid out. How, how's it looking today? Hey guys, we're looking literally backed up today. Oh, can you, you know, what do you feel like a little extra, extra oomph? I'll get you a couple cans of energy drink here, you know, a couple of monsters and, and watch you tear through these cars. Um, what can we do? What can we do to help you better? And it's back and forth. So we're asking the techs on a, on a pretty, pretty much regular basis. How can we help you? 
and they'll they're giving us feedback and we're slowly making our systems based around that so some of the things that cause running around in the shop you know you you got the keys that's something that that causes run around in the shop and and how about um you know communication between the tech and the service writer when it comes to needing additional parts needing additional time mm -hmm. do you guys run into that and you know how are you addressing to where the technician doesn't have to stand behind that service writer and, and wait for them to get off the phone or finish talking to a customer you know these are all barriers to um you know producing we're trying to push hard on the on the chat function uh that's something that we're getting broke down to and that everybody's starting to realize that we have not implemented it you know just recently i should say we've implemented it and started maybe really utilizing it and the guys are really starting to take to it and that's actually saving uh, quite a bit of time it knocks down a lot of things we know uh, if we have a breakdown somewhere that who's accountable or where the where the break is and how we can fix it you know it's not to point fingers at somebody saying you screwed up but it's to help actually the chat function makes uh is actually quite a quite a saver so brenner i've got two questions that, that can help me kind of discover here and let's see if we can't go ahead and pry some information out of you so um one of the things he talked about was um you know that meeting that you have with your technicians that you actually encourage them to go ahead and tell how many hours they expect to run for today so what is that in the in the eyes of the technician what does that mean to them does that help them go ahead and and be more accountable you know what is the purpose behind you doing that rather than dictating what it should be you're asking them you know what they want it to be Yes, sir. Well, it's just like anything else. Getting, you know, they're buying and, you know, getting them more involved uh, has been huge. Um, you know, getting everybody's buy-in, you know, everybody, you know, everybody's opinion and feedback is, is crucial and, you know, every day, every day matter. But especially starting the day out, you know, the day out, right? You know, sometimes you got you know, doctors appointments some things that are coming up that you weren't aware of um, and that somebody else may be aware of that you weren't. And just being, you know, just being able to communicate that, you know, let the foreman know, the shop, uh, you know, shop store manager, you know, where you know, we got this coming up. So there may be a little, you know, a little speed bump or may slow down the, you know, slow down the process a little bit. But just being able to have, you know, having that communication the first five minutes, five, five minutes of the day, um, you know, it's definitely been effective. So that five minutes that you spend to go and do that with your staff is time, time well spent and it turns into um, more produced hours. Is that fair to say? Absolutely, yes, sir. And now let's go and take, go ahead. Just get everybody, get everybody on the same page. Yeah, just get everybody on the same page. Starting out. So now let's go ahead and and take a little bit further in. You know, I know you you're a big proponent of using the vehicle chat and the and the employee chat going back and forth between the staff. And if I'm not mistaken, I think you still have a a service writer or a production manager that works off site. So can you go ahead and and talk a little bit about the not just the communication saving heat cases that might come up in a shop. But maybe trying to equate that to an actual time it saves during the process or maybe the flexibility it creates for you. Yes, sir. Yeah, we still do have an offsite service advisor. Um, so like I said, just being able to look at the TVPX screen alone. Um, you know, the shop, the shop foreman has a has a monitor, you know, in the back shop. And you know, of course, all the service advisors have have this up, you know, run 24-7. And just being able to look at it from a standpoint, you know, um, you know, or is, it, is you know somebody waiting for you know work approved, or somebody waiting for parts to be you know delivered? Obviously, you know parts hold up is is, is very common um, right now. 
and you know being able to have you know just just by just looking at the screen alone and seeing you know what's going on or you know what's happening who needs work and who's doing what is again you can just look at the screen and you got information right in front of you at all times cool and i got a little bit tickled when we did this prep call i was talking to ten to ken because he, he basically said that you know our service writers are real good about going ahead and storing all this information in their head and i asked him you know, kind of, well, what happens if that service writer gets sick and has to go home? And he said, well, the other service advisor is there and, and they have a verbal communication with each other before they leave. And then I asked him, I said, what if the service writers both get sick and go home? And he said, that's when Ken goes, oh shit, or something like that. <laughs> so, Ken, so Ken, you want to go through your, your process and maybe go ahead and talk a little bit about the hole that you found during that discussion? It is, a, it is was a good hole. Uh, deep hole, actually. Uh, that is one of the big things that you do do fight uh, a lot of times at any shop is your customer, your customer relations, your customer, you know, for their, your service counter, your front end is the first people uh, and, the, and all the interactions with your customers is with them. So if one of them step away or they're gone, you have suddenly, you know, you have a, a, a big shoes to fill, if you will. Um, and there's a lot of expectations on the customer side. And now that I've just gotten two people at the front counter so they can cooperate together and then we were talking about this yesterday and actually to find out you know we're trying we're still trying to implement how how these two will work together the best um mentioning that we've been working trying to over the you know times past uh to use the note function in our in our uh, pos system uh, and as well as trying to use our markers or uh, other you know digital wrote down ways so that anybody can look at something and tell you oh yeah here's the status of this vehicle uh, but having the communications between the two of them was great for their, for their effects. Like, as you, as you said, Bill, but well, if they're both gone, that doesn't do any of us any good. So yeah, we're, I, I like the idea and we are to start to push down. If it's not, like you said, if it's not written down, it didn't happen. And yeah, that's actually, and that is that, actually very good. Yeah. That's one of the keys, you know, even when you're, you're going ahead and, 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 you know, technicians asking for additional parts or whatever, they might have that verbal communication with the service advisor, but still somebody has to be responsible to document that. So if it's not documented somewhere, it didn't happen. So, you know, you can go ahead and, and really remove a lot of, of pressure and heat cases. But let's go ahead and try and break that down into time. So, you know, not having to go hunt somebody down and ask them, you know, what's going on where you can just see it with a marker or you can hover over a marker and, and see the text and stuff. You know, what type of time do you think that that saves for your service writer and or tech from having to go ahead and answer possibly the same question from three different people? It saves a lot of time. Uh, where your techs are starting to use, utilize it to where they will text, you know, chat in, say, hey, I need this part. Um, and I've got to push the car out because I don't have, the, you know, this part I'm waiting for. And then it suddenly shows up and it saves them walking all the way across the shop, all the way up to the front end. And the same thing, it's, it saves your service advisor from walking all the way to the back end, interrupting them because invariably along the way, there's chit chat all the way with everybody else as well. Um, so it's not just a little bit of a, you know, saves five, 10 minutes. Honestly, it probably saves close to 15 minutes every, you know, especially on where you're at the shop, especially if you're at the far end of the shop, you're probably saving 15 minutes of time. 
So if you're saving 15 minutes per time on that one, and we know that the shops that, that we work with, we're all working on going ahead and, and getting a higher average repair order or higher hours for repair orders. So we're writing some some pretty long, nasty repair orders in a lot of cases. So, you know, we always hear times of on average, you know, that they feel it, it saves about, you know, X number of minutes per repair order. Brenda, would you care to put an average number on that, you know, in, in, in minutes? Well, we're not going to ask your offsite driver to go ahead and drive back to the shop to ask somebody either. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, having the tools in front of us has definitely made us more efficient, more productive. There's no doubt about that. And just, you know, just utilizing the ProTrack and auto models together in a way to integrate, it's, you know, it's sped the entire process up, you know, a lot. Um, but, you know, I say on, on average, you know, some of our, you know, say, you know, four or five hour ticket, as far as estimates go, you're, you're probably looking at 15, 20, 25 minutes um, to you know, complete the DVI, get it cleaned up, sent to the customer, as well as the estimate. Yeah, you're probably talking about an average, um, probably around 20 minutes, 15 minutes. So that would be 20 minutes of editing and everything else. And I was just looking for on the communication side of things. We know that we've got to go and edit and stuff anyways, but just on the communication side, not having to repeat stuff and, and yeah. having everything documented and stuff, you think in, in the six, seven minute range, or you think more or less? It definitely adds up. I mean, just, just like, you know, back in the day before we had these tools of communicating, you're always, you know, walking back and forth to the back shop, you know, you know, talking to the foreman or talking to another lead tech about diagnostics and stuff like that. You're not, you know, you're interrupting him. So you're kind of getting him off track. That's slowing down you know, his side of things. And again, you're still having to you know, walk all the way back, you know, hundred yards. To and now let's go ahead and talk about that walk all the way back. I've walked through your shop. I know the pain of walking from the front office to the back, let alone all the interruptions. Um, you, you've got kind of a unique, building structure you got the office and you got some bays and then you go all the way to the back and you got even more bays so uh yes, you know that that's a lot of time for sure absolutely awesome absolutely. Uh, as far as an average you, I mean, you're talking you know several minutes and then you know several minutes adds up you know daily into weekly and monthly and then you know who knows really what that time adds up to but yeah having these tools in front of you definitely you know expedites this whole process cool and so we also talked during our prep call, we talked about, you know, what happens when a service rider gets overloaded? You know, when they've got, you know, all kinds of stuff on their plate, they got people standing behind them and things like that. And Ken, you had made mention that at that particular point that you've seen service riders actually start going ahead and taking things in and arranging the day based on how they plan on surviving to the end of the day. Yeah, many times the service advisor will will do that just to save their own sanity. Um, they will look at it and what they can handle and what they can get out because in their mind, many times it's taking care of the customer, uh, making sure the customer is handled. By the time the, you know, if they're getting overloaded, where we suddenly have cars two, three deep outside waiting, uh, you got people standing at the counter and they're just overloaded, they will actually break down to the point that, that they will have to suddenly cut way back and you'll, uh, they'll they they will adjust the schedule uh, because you have a couple of bad days and the schedule suddenly changes as you know as down a couple of days later suddenly you're you're less and less and less work and the shop suddenly your guys are trying to run out of work but the service advisor is comfortable and you got to kind of give them a little nudge to say okay we need to get we need our production back up uh, and that's usually a good sign that hey you need help at the front desk um, that's one of the big things you need to personnel. Uh, in that case, you've got too many. You know, the balance is not there. Uh, you need to make changes. So, so the root, the root, the root cause. So 
the symptom is is that the service rider is, is kind of managing the day based on on their activity but the, the root cause of it could be as simple as they don't know the technicians out back tossing a football in the parking lot you know running their <laughs> rc cars you know whatever they might be doing because the technician didn't go ahead and select a tea time that says need more work or they right. didn't go maybe the technician forgot to go ahead and do that and then even more basic than that there's a no activity on the screen and instead of being a point one or point two before they get on the next repair order all of a sudden it's 1.6 1.7 blah 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 and, and the story goes on and that is something that we did and we have been you know dealing with that for a little bit as we as we break into the system because we've been into this protractor auto vitals for about a year now and we're still learning a lot on both systems uh, and but to watch the tvpx to actually utilize that it's going to be small steps focus on something and then realize once the uh, service advisors, production manager, and the techs understand what they're looking at, then give them another piece of information. All of a sudden, they start realizing, and they assimilate all this, all this together. And all of a sudden, it starts, you know, they start really realizing uh, what's going on and how, how they can plan their day out. And that, that's good because you know, before we're finished here today, we want to ask both of you what are your top three things that you're going to go ahead and work on changing or implementing in your own shop. And then we'll discuss a little bit about how we're going to measure it. And then we'll invite you back to see, you know, how well, well you've done. So um, anything else on that list? So, you know, we can have other things, you know, uh, Brenner, have you noticed that if a service writer gets overwhelmed, they might go ahead and, and start managing their day based on, on, on the survival mode? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when you're shorthanded and, you know, you're shorthanded up front. Which you, know, you, you always got, you know, you got our offsite service, a lot of the, you know, Rod would definitely take a big load of, you know, some of the bigger jobs and stuff. But, you know, let's say he's out, I'm out, then you got two, um, you know, two service advisors, and we're, we're, we stay pretty busy. And, uh, you know, phones ringing and everything else all day long, you got interruptions of text. Um, and, you know, you work in the shop, things are going to happen. So, yeah, absolutely, service advisors definitely can get, um, you know, overwhelmed and overloaded. And that's one of the, one of the good things about the task manager. And you can assign some of these tasks or you are getting overwhelmed with you know, some of these things you got to do, whether it's, you know, building an estimate here, communicating with the customer, you know, whatever it is, you can you know, go ahead and assign that, that uh, the task manager, whoever, you know, what, whatever service advisor that needs to you know, do something for you, he can help you out just by, you know, again, using the task manager tool. So in your case, using the task manager, these tasks are automatically created so the service writer doesn't have to do it. And then you could go ahead and have yourself or, or Robbie or somewhere else actually go ahead and dispatch that task to whoever they wanted to go ahead and complete it? Absolutely. And that's something you use in your shop to go ahead and kind of smooth things out and balance that workload a little bit? Something that we're, we're starting to use more and more. It's not, you know, we definitely don't use it on a, as much as we should. Um, you know, there's still other tools that we use, but, um, you know, that is something that we've talked about using more and more. Um, And using the um, the task manager, um, do you find that helps eliminate a lot of the cases where you know customers are waiting for a call back and they don't get the call or the inspection report's done and it doesn't get sent? You know, how is that helping to go ahead and smooth things out for you? It's basically a checklist, and it's you know not just like you guys are talking about. It's not on paper and it didn't happen or whatever. That's you know it kind of falls along with that. Um, you know, a million things can happen in a matter of a few seconds. And things can get thrown at you all different directions and having that task manager there or that you know that task in place 
you know, not checking it complete until you know it's actually completed. So it's always there. It reminds you. So let me go ahead and, th and let me throw a Texas example at you and see if this rings a bell. Your service writer is in the middle of editing an inspection sheet and a customer walks in the door and says, I need a state inspection. Is that something that could derail a process and the task manager makes it to where they know exactly where they left off? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so, um, you know, a service writer can get interrupted by a million different things. So, um, you know, knowing and having those tasks created where, you know, when an inspection result is sent in, for example, it's gonna go ahead and break it down into four chunks. It's gonna say, browse it to make sure it's complete. It's gonna say, edit the pictures to go ahead and make sure that's done. Then it's gonna say, create estimate. And then when you send it to the customer, that task is gonna automatically go away. So, um, you know, those are things that are, are, are there for a reason. And a lot of um, shops, they, they have a tendency to maybe not understand them and they, they don't go ahead and use them, but you know, all these things are actually put here to go ahead and make everybody's life easier. And when you follow the process, it's almost damn near impossible for something to get missed. You know, right down to if, you know, a manual task created, if a customer calls and, and wants a certain employee to go and call them back, a, a manual task can be created for that employee. When they get back from lunch, they can see that they've got that task to go in and do. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things. So we've identified a, a lot of pain points and, you know, the main problem area is that how do we go ahead and, and give the service writer all the information they need working together as a team so the service writer doesn't get into damage control mode trying to just survive, you know, and then managing the productivity based on what they feel they can accomplish because they're not getting feedback from other people. Does that kind of make sense? What could we do? <clears throat> what could we do to offset that? <laughs> I bet I got an idea and, and you guys are gonna go ahead and help me. So I'm gonna go ahead and share, um, um, your technician view, and let's see if we can't go ahead and um, find a way to go and do this. So, Brenner, I'm going to go ahead and share your screen first, if that's okay. Yes, sir. And perhaps even if it's not. <laughs> and I'm hoping that you can see uh, your screen on there and your technician view. And so, could you go ahead and let me know that you can go ahead and see it? Yes, sir. Okay. So what I wanted to first go ahead and point out is that, you know, we talked about using this top area of the screen as we go across here to go ahead and understand, you know, and be proactive about what's going on in the shop. So to me, unlike a traffic signal where it's kind of viewed as a suggestion in the shop, this really needs to be a traffic signal. You know, green means everything's going fine. When it turns yellow, when that bar turns yellow, like this one here, at a certain point on here, it's going to turn yellow. That's where to be proactive and start looking to go in and solve production problems now versus waiting till it turns red. And then, you know, you can't do anything more about it unless you call the customer and, and beg them for forgiveness and get some more time or money approved, if that makes sense. And so here you can see an instance where this guy here is in great shape. You can hover over it and you can see that, you know, he's only in the 4% range of the total hours on it. So that's good. At a glance here, we can see this technician isn't a problem child to look at. And further, we can know that he's working on the repair orders in the right order because we've got this orange icon underneath it. Um, so Brenda, you want to go ahead and, and tell me where to go ahead and point out with the mouse here some other things that are going on in the shop that um, 
you know, you like to be aware of at just a glance? Yeah, so you, you see, you know, Rami DeLuna, you know, he, he has shot maintenance right now, um, you know, almost an hour. So, you know, let's say that we get, a, you know, a waiter that comes in or some other, you know, drop-off appointment, you know, obviously we know that, you know, we can assign work to him right away. Um, you can see that Josh, you know, he's at, he, just, he just went to lunch. Justin, you know, he should be returning from lunch here, you know, in the next 20 minutes or so. Um, and then you got, I can't see, but it looks like it says waiting for parts under Sam's name. So just from the, you know, just from a quick glance, you can see exactly what each technician has going on. Um, and then, you know, there are several other tools that you know, we can definitely talk about. And right, so if a, if a technician is waiting for parts over a certain period of time, is this something that you would go ahead and have the service rider make sure that they go ahead and find something else for them to do or, Absolutely. you know, cool. And so did you go ahead and, and you had told me one time that you had kind of a rule of thumb you like to use in your shop about no activity. What's the most amount of time that you really want to see no activity on that screen? Really, you know, you don't want to see it at all, but, you know, three tenths is, is you know, too long. Um, and there is sometimes, you know, guys will be pulling out of vehicles and, you know, they forget to, you know, they forget to open up the, the RO on their tablet. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely, you know, mistakes that happen. Um, but again, you know, setting clear expectations and having those policies and procedures in place, I think it eliminates a lot of that and making sure that, you know, these guys are using the tools you know, the way they should be. Um, you know, again, so what should a service advisor do if they go ahead and see no, um, no activity on that screen for, you know, over two or three tenths, what should the service advisor do? Or what should somebody walk, in the shop do? Walk, yeah. Instead of having to walk all the way back to the shop and you get, you, know, you got your chat right there in front of you say, Hey, you know, of course, we have cameras and stuff on every day, so we can see, you know, what, what each tech is actually doing without having to walk back there. But, yeah, just using that chat feature right there and being able to send that, you know, that technician, hey, you know, op open up, you know. Um, you so know, if they don't have any, if they don't have any repair orders, you'd use the one just to the left of the customer or the technician's name and you'd send them a message here to go ahead and get on something. Or you'd find another repair order, maybe from another technician's behind to redispatch something along those lines. Yes, sir. Cool. Um, so you also, you're, when you arrange your technician's day, you arrange them from top down on the column. And I see Ken does something a little bit different that we'll cover here in just a minute. So you're arranging them, the service writer or, or your shop foreman is arranging them in, in the order that they need to be finished to go ahead and satisfy the customer. The technician isn't any longer just going in and grabbing and starting to work on any repair order they feel like. Yeah, so that, that five minute that five minute meeting that we have first thing in the morning is exactly what we do. Um, all the vehicles that we have here right now, the vehicles that we're working on, they'll get put. You know, each tech, you know, or I guess each RO is put in order um, for that technician you know, each day. And again, that is that is what we go over in the first five minutes um, you know, during the during the day. So can we go ahead and share a little bit with um, both Ken and anybody else that's listening about that five minute meeting in the morning? So there's a couple different places, you know, the technician can enter their hours on the tablet or the, they can be gathered up. If you left click on this number here, you can go ahead and adjust each one individually. You know, that would be their daily goal. Or at times during the day, you can actually click on this number and edit it individually. So what is your weapon of choice you like to use, Brenner? And, um, Ken, does that make sense on, you know, places where you can, when you have your quick meeting, where you can quickly go in there and set those goals for today? Yes, yes, it does. Typically, we'll just use, I can't move the mouse, right? I don't know if you can see mine, but yeah, 
typically right over their name, right over the chat button. I can just you know, hit that up or down arrow right there and, and make that change. That's, that's how I have them do that. Cool. Awesome. So um, let's go ahead and, and look at Ken's screen a little bit because he actually, you know, Ken's a little different. So he does things a little bit differently. Um, so I noticed that, you know, you're a proponent of using these smart markers, you know, to go in and actually communicate a visual for everybody. And I noticed that you've got a first, second, third, and some other things on the screen. So could you go ahead and, you know, tell your mindset behind what you're doing there? A lot of times we will dispatch multiple jobs out to the tech at once. Uh, and as by going the first, second, third, the idea is that this is urgent or this one needs to be done by noon. This one's got to get done sooner everything else. Otherwise it's assumed it's end of the day, 5.30. So the tech kind of can pick and choose their vehicle, uh, a little bit of freedom, just you know, jump from car to car, waiting on parts, jump to another one. Uh, so they're not waiting for it to be dispatched to. Um, but the first and second generally is, hey, this one we need to have done. This one's a priority. We, um, it, it is still top of the top of the column is first, second is is down. But a lot of times, if they get shifted shifted around a little bit, and that's the reminders for the service advisors, myself, and the tech. We look at it and say, hey, here's where we're at. Okay, what's going on this one? As a reminder. Uh, I get it. So you're using them as a backup plan in case somebody gets hit by the bus. They know what their order was initially before things got moved around. We're trying to have, yeah, try to have a, have a backup. Yes. Cool. So the so they're not verbally communicating everything. You're you're actually using them smart <laughs> markers very efficiently for for a few things also. We are. Um, and so there's also you know this is the technician view, but you know to keep the service advisor doing their own thing, you know. And understanding, we also want to talk about, you know, making sure we understand scheduling. So, you know, here in Ken's view, you can see that these are today's appointments. He's got a couple that are on here that haven't come in yet. He's got no, nothing in the last week's no-show. So that's a good thing. He's either, they've all come in or he's converted them or rescheduled them. And then we've got appointments a couple days in advance. So is this helpful for you to go ahead and see and understand what's coming in at a glance a couple days in advance? It is. Um, and to be honest, we're just starting to utilize this a little bit. Uh, we spend 95% of our time on the tech view. And then we use the scheduler program in Protractor. Um, cool. That's where that's, and we're just, the fact that you look it up there real quick and kind of get an idea of what's coming in. That we're, like I say that's something we're just starting to get into. Very nice. And let me go ahead and switch over here also. And let's go ahead and, and look at here. And so we can see that, uh, Brenner, you actually, you've got the same thing. You got today's appointments, you got nothing in last week's no-shows, and then you've got things out there um, a couple days in advance. So um, that's good. And so another thing to go ahead and make sure that, you know, part of a service writer being productive, you know, we talk a lot about technician productivity, but using the workflow screen where it's separated and it can be arranged in order a service writer or a production manager needs to get things done. Brenner, can you talk about how you use that, especially with having a service advisor offsite, and how does it affect productivity? Yes, sir. So really, kind of like you know, Ken, I, I don't use the, the workflow screen near as much as we should. Um, we don't we really don't utilize this tool um, nearly as much as it, uh, as much as that we should. Um, Again, there's definitely a lot of good things right here in front of you. Just from a glance, you can see exactly what's going on. Um, you know, from an operations manager standpoint, as well as an offsite service advisor, the two guys up front, I mean, it, it's you know kind of spelled out right in front of you. 
But uh, really, it's something that we don't utilize nearly as much as it uh, as we should. Cool. So, and again, this can be really helpful to a service rider, especially if you've got an offsite, um, you know, service advisor to go in mm -hmm. and know when it's time for them to go ahead and actually take over repair order and start estimating it when it's ready to go ahead and review for the service rider when it's ready to send and so on. So I think that uh, probably in your shop before I've seen a separate view that Robbie actually uses offsite. Yes, sir. Cool. And I could see that you've actually um, in your shop, um, you've actually done pretty good about going ahead and getting your staff to go ahead and keep up to date on their task and go ahead and make sure that they don't go ahead and get built up. And then, you know, we can go ahead and look at another shop here and I'm not picking on Ken, but you can see in his Take case away. that <laughs> he, he definitely has an opportunity for improvement. So, um, you know, this is something that you know, maybe by the time we're finished today, Ken might have on his list of, of things to go ahead and, and better understand to improve productivity. Absolutely. Or they've been extremely busy while you've been here here talking, perhaps. Absolutely, that's that's the case. Yeah, that's what that's what's happened. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that I'm is. Glad actually... I could, I'm glad I can provide you with that excuse. <laughs> no, actually, that is a, that is one of our work to be work on points uh, because it is not being utilized correctly and to its full full source uh it's kind of the you know small steps uh and that is one of the things that we want to work on so we know understand what the what the customer's seeing what we're seeing and utilize the tasks i mean mentioning some of the things to set a manual task i mean there's some stuff that we still don't i'm glad you mentioned a manual task so let's go ahead and click in here and we can say add a new task assign it to whoever it is and it might be call you know, call a customer back and then assign it to a certain person. I'm not going to do this on Brenner's screen, but that's exactly what that's there for, you know, to go ahead and, and create the manual task. Mm -hmm. It might be because Bubba at the parts store goes ahead and forgets what you ordered all the time and you better call him back, you know, tomorrow to go ahead and make sure the parts you ordered Friday were actually ordered. Um, so, you know, there's all kinds of things to use them for. And let's go ahead and go a little bit further in here. And also when we talk about visuals, I'm going to go ahead and click on here and let's go ahead and open the markers here and let's go ahead and talk about if uh, you would Brenner uh, you want to go ahead and, and dissect a few of your favorite things kind of an insider you can see Robbie's ticket the purple cigarette right there that's kind of just a clear indicator right off the bat you know him, again him being off, off site he's he's writing up a lot of our bigger tickets and you know, handle a lot, lot more of our diagnostics and in-depth um you know repair orders and you know, just using that marker right there it's clear at, um you know marker just saying that this is Robbie's ticket um you got the way oh so that's what the smoking hot thing is for that's exactly right or you know another good one is you know having that waiter um i don't it should be under the work with you but it may have been under the vehicle or customer maybe under customer but yeah you know ha having that marker for a waiter um you know it's clear as day for everybody to see exactly you know, you know what employer what technician is working on that waiter vehicle um again that, that that's another good one that we use you know often um alignments we got a one uh, alignment rack so we know you know what vehicles you know have alignments uh, or that need to be you know alignments that need to be performed you know using that marker right there kind of is, is another good one so kenny uh, could you talk about you also use the um equipment type marker in your shop can you go ahead and talk a little bit about how you define yours and how you automate it on the alignment you know that was one we just put in 
and you can see on some of the some of the tags there it's just linked in with anything to do with alignment pops up as soon as it's approved it will come across um, i believe it's under vehicle the i picked a different one than that one <laughs> we uh, the other one that we use a lot, like the OK Go, uh, bright green, um, that's just a, a quick visual. So the tech has a closed ticket that, hey, we got the OK to go on that. So take a look at this ticket. Um, open it up and you suddenly you have your jobs to do. Um, we try and keep track of the other one is the, you know, it's just like a little shopping cart uh, down there. Uh, it's actually to let everybody know, service riders, everybody else, all the parts did arrive for this this vehicle. Ah, the cart's there. Yeah, got it. And you can see there's a, a under. Oh, I don't know. It's under a few. The that one we use it for about if there's an engine. A done today is one because a lot of our projects that come in they're not the same day turnaround. They are bigger projects, um, so they'll we need to. Hey, we need it today. It's got to get done. So tech instills mess with their own schedule a little bit, but that job's got to be done by the end of the day. Um, and then you have the, you know, need ASAP for, or don't drive. You know, some of the things just, you had a glance, everybody will know, hey, this thing came in, no oil, the engine's out of it, something's out of it. Uh, just a quick cool. glance of what's going on with it. We're starting to really, really push these and utilize it. Uh, having the, like a fill-in, if we have somebody just drops a car off so you can have it for, as long as you need it, we'll assign it to a tech. But it's in a big yellow fill-in. This is not a priority. So in between jobs, you don't have something to jump on it. You have something to do all the time. And don't ask for, you don't need to ask for another job. You've got something going on. And I see that you've really done a good job with um, identifying your special order parts. Mm -hmm. That way we know, because we have, like anybody, we have multiple uh, sources for our parts. And it was... Uh, so we decided for our main ones, uh, where where do we order from and when? Uh, sublet, same thing. We sub, sub something out to a training shop or we sub it out to the machine shop. Hey, those parts are gone at the machine shop. And, and then, so there's also another one here. I wanted to get your feedback on whether you guys are using it. If so, how often? This technician node is, is one that's actually set aside different from the rest of them. So it has the ability to go ahead and have up to 350 characters listed here. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of shops, they'll go ahead and, you know, they might use a special marker to say who they ordered it from, but here they'll go ahead and put a note in here. You know, I ordered a part from Bubba at Napa, expected at 2 p.m. on Friday or any other notes in there. And basically this reacts a lot different on the technician's tablet and is highly visible in a different way than the rest of them. So can you talk about, are you guys using that? And if so, how? I really haven't been using that. I'll be honest with you, I've been using the chat feature, but that is something that we could definitely look into seeing if we can't utilize that. Yeah, I knew that when I looked at your today's vehicle page, I noticed that you hadn't used it in a long, long time. And so what I really like about that is you can hover over it and everybody can see at a glance up to 350 characters of why that alert was there. And the good thing about it is that particular one, when, it, when it's applied by the service writer, is going to go ahead and pop up more intrusively on the technician's tablet than just having a visual there that's, you know, got a color on it and a little bit of text on it. This one here, you could actually tell a whole story like, don't remove the transmission from that vehicle because it's gonna be three days out and you're gonna kill your rack, you know, whatever the case might be. So all these things are actually put there to go ahead and actually solve problems that, you know, 
our users have told about us that, that occur all the time. And then you've got other markers here that are, you know, countdown markers that, you know, parts are expected at a certain time where it flashes if that time's exceeded or in a certain amount of minutes and so on. So um, anything else you guys are using the markers on that we haven't discovered? So, and again, this is all about visuals. And in Ken's case, this is visuals that he didn't own up to using that his service writers aren't having to commit to everything to memory. Uh, we're trying to utilize them a whole lot more uh, because it is just another quick visual that you can just glance at the screen and know what's going on. And like you say, hover over it and suddenly you'll have a little brief story because we do use that tech, uh, tech one, not as frequently, but if it's an odd case, we will definitely write a story on there. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and share um, Brenner's screen back here again, if that's okay. And even if it's not, I'd like to go ahead and walk through the mindset you use when you're dispatching a repair order to the technician. Brenner, can you see your screen all right? Yes, sir. And so I'd like an example. Um, you know, we want to go ahead and dispatch based on the skill level of the technician. You know, whatever technician has the skill set to do the job safely and efficiently. And we also want to go in and use the numbers on the top of the screen to identify, you know, their goal, whether they got room to do it yet today and, you know, where they are for the day so far and maybe even for the pay period. So, Brenner, can you walk through the mindset you might use in dispatching? Yes, sir. So, again, that's that's something when, we, when we're dispatching our work, that's, you know, me and, uh, you know, shop woman as well as the store manager. And he, he's really our main, you know, main service, you know, service manager. And, um, you know, first, first thing Dave, you know, we're looking at the schedule and we're looking at what we have here to dispatch already. And, um, you know, who, who's available for what? Um, you know, every single one of our techs, just like everybody else, have, they have their strong suits and their weak suits. Um, so, you know, we have two lead techs here, two A techs here. And so obviously they're handling more of our diagnostics. Um, one of them is, you know, specializes in, you know, he's really, you know, just about anything. And then one of them is kind of weak, weak on the electrical side of things. Um, that's, that's just one example. So we know that some of those diagnostics, you know, we're going to, we're going to give one way or the other, um, you know, one of our technicians, you know, uh, you know, Raymond, he, he's kind of our, our, our front end guy or suspension guy. So we know if we have a suspension noise or anything like that coming in that we need to diagnose or, you know, look into and typically he's, he's going to be getting, you know, that, that work order. Um, and then we got, you know, a couple C techs, you know, um, Josh and Justin, they're really doing a lot of our quick service. And you know, really, you know, they're, they're heavy hitters on the DVIs. Um, that's you know, that's kind of you know, a typical day as far as how we're dispatching work. So to go ahead and break that down a little bit more. So what you might do, you're going to think about what technician has the skill level and expertise to do it safely and efficiently. You're going to look at their goal for today, which is going to be the top left-hand number to column. Yes, you're going to see how much work that's already here that they haven't completed yet, and see where they are for today and maybe even understand where they are for the pay period. And then you're gonna drag it and drop it on the appropriate one. So this particular technician you can see is yet to be completed for today is 11 hours. So mentally you gotta be thinking that, hey, I can't give him anymore. And so now you're gonna go and look for the next one. We got one at 1.9 um, and he might not be able to do that particular skill set. So you're gonna keep just looking down the line using the data to go ahead and understand is where can I put this thing to get it done in a timely manner and efficiently? Absolutely, that's exactly right. Cool. And Ken, is that about the same mindset you use on, on your shop? It is, it's very much so. 
And so the only thing you're missing out of the equation to go ahead and help boost your productivity is to go ahead and, and have that little communication with your staff in the morning and have the technicians let you know how froggy they feel. That and the task manager. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your two, two things. So we got about 10 minutes left. What I'd like to do is I would like to go ahead and very carefully go through, you know, from each of you, three of the things that, you know, maybe that you might go ahead and understand better and improve in your shop, or maybe three things that you would encourage people that you're already doing to put in place in their shop. So um, I don't know if you want to go ahead and flip straws to see who goes first or nominate each other, but um, I'm going to let I'll you go. guys decide who goes first. I'll go. Get done. <laughs> <clears throat> honestly the icons you know the smart markers are for anybody it is it customize it take the time to actually do it it's made a world of difference for a little just a quick glance know what's going on it saves so much time and you, you don't realize it it might take a few moments to build one or to figure out how to operate it but once you figure out how they work it's it, you know quick glance and boom okay that's it saves a lot of questions a lot of time asking uh, the, and that's something we're on, ongoing. I mean, we're, we're saving it for parts. We use it for communications. We use it for, this is a dead car for two months. Uh, whatever the story is we're using, uh, we used or started to really utilize those smart markers. And now that we're tying them just recently started to tie them to jobs, uh, because we've had text ask, Hey, can you make this, can you make a marker pop up so that I know that there's a car out in the shop that has, say it has a BG flush on it. Um, Suddenly it'll be, if they're assigned a job, we have a marker pops up automatically. So they know they can be, they can maybe put the chemical in the car and let it warm up and do its flush out while they're working on another car. So it helps, it helps nice. them a little bit. Um, the other thing we need to practice on, we're working on definitely is that task manager. Uh, that's one of the things for us that there's a lot of information there that we have not uh, made, made use of. That and then the, is the other part of it would be our workflow screen. Uh, we spend so much time on the, have gotten getting so comfortable with TechView that we honestly have really overlooked the workflow screen because I know the guys don't even keep that on at all. I do on my own computer. I glance things, I glance over, kind of keep a tab on things. Uh, but those are mainly the the task manager. I think will be our big that'll make a big difference for us. Keep up on on you know who's doing what and when and have them to, that written down communications so we have a fallback so there's your there's your top two things you got one more you want to add to it top two uh, that word the workflow we want to utilize the workflow screen okay that so would be the three of them in there yeah that's the workflow is something that ease into it i mean all uh, everybody all the computers on this in our shop have two two to three screens so we can leave them up on the screen at all times uh, and that might be worth keeping one up there just to maybe, you know, that will help the service writer have a better flow, you know, at a cool. different glance. So, Brenner, you want to give me your top three, either things that you're using that everybody else needs to use, or maybe something that you discovered today that you're going to go and implement to drive your productivity numbers up? Yes, yeah, sir. So, it's something that we've recently done is really, you know, setting clear expectations, you know, having, having that talk, talk with the technicians and, you know, kind of, Going back and forth of you know what to expect, you know, at, at, and getting getting their buy-in, you know, what can they produce on, on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, you know, as far as build hours goes. Setting those clear expectations, you know, utilizing the tools, um, you know, again, having that five-minute conversation, um, you know, with with the foreman and, and our service manager, 
every morning and then them kind of breaking away and talking to the text and kind of laying that day out. That has been, that's been big for us. Um, again, you know, one something that we can definitely work on is, is utilizing that workflow. Um, so kind of like Ken said, that is something that, you know, I've lacked on. There's a few guys, um, you know, Robbie being one of them that kind of utilizes a little bit more than us. Again, he is offsite. But again, I think we can we can really get a lot a lot more out of that than, than you know what we what we have been. And again, that's on me just not you know utilizing the tools I have in front of me. Um, one more thing. Uh, what do I got? TE times report. I think uh, that is something else that you know, Brennan needs to do a much better job of, of utilizing and you know working with Mr. Bill on is it, getting a better understanding of, of how to use that TE times report and you know look you know, dive into that. Figure out you know what are some of your productivity robbers. Um, you know what what is causing you know you did, you did not you know reach your goal. Um, again, I think that's another big tool that you know we need to look into and start utilizing a little bit more. So next time I look at your shop, I expect to see all green and yellow bars up there because you're going to work use the work order statuses. That's right, yes sir. Yeah, well you you know I'll be in there peeking. So I want to hit one more thing. I'm going to go ahead and share a screen. Um, you know. We, there's no point in talking about doing something unless we know how we're going to measure it. And hopefully you can see my screen here. Can you let me know if you can see my screen? Yep. Yes. So my favorite way of understanding productivity in the shop is using this KPI that's in the business control panel. It's called service advisor efficiency. This is the average number of paid posted and invoiced hours on a daily basis based across whatever time frame you selected. So we could use this to go ahead and see, you know, average hours that the, the service advisors is actually billing out uh, every day. But more importantly, I want to slide down and I want to go ahead and look at my technicians here. And I want to go ahead and understand, are they averaging over a certain amount of hours per day? So we've got a starting point for both of your shops here. And maybe three or four weeks from now, I would expect that we go in here and come and look and we should see these numbers going upwards. And if you guys are okay with that, what I'd like to do is, is maybe invite you back in, in three or four weeks to go in and see if progress has been made. If you have, then we might go ahead and try and identify the three next things to work on. If it hasn't, then I don't wanna go ahead and forget about it. What I wanna do is try and find out another way to go ahead and instill into your staff as a team what's in it for them for using the tools as designed to go and make their life easier, be more transparent, you know, go ahead and get fire drills from um, not happening by going ahead and being more proactive than reactive after things go, go wrong. You guys up for that? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So if anybody has any further questions, please go ahead and chat them in. If there's something that, you know, covered as far as productivity or markers or task manager or anything else that you have any questions on, please chat them in. Um, if not, we're up against the top of the hour. So as always, I'd like to thank both of you for coming in here. And uh, Brenner, I think this is the first time that we've actually had you on, although I've definitely talked to you a lot over the years. Yes, yeah, yeah, so it's the first time I've been on. And, and Ken's kind of a glutton for punishment because when I call him, he says, I'm ready. He said, every time I come in here, I learn. So um, anything that you'd like to go ahead and, and share with the, the audience before we go ahead and part? Small, okay. oh, go ahead, go ahead, Brad. Go ahead, Ken. <laughs> Gentle, constant pressure is one of, the, one of the phrases my guys use to keep us on track. If little things, nudges, guys get out of line, 
just gentle, constant pressure to get in the direction you're going in. Brenner? I honestly, Bill, I, I, I apologize. I didn't hear the last thing that you said. <laughs> anything you, anything, anything you, any parting words that you want to go ahead and leave people with besides just do it? I just do it one step at a time is what I always say. Um, and that's really what it comes down to. It really is, you know, one step, take it one step at a time um, and, you know, figure out the process. And as you've shared with me many times is because you're a third generation family business and your eyes, failure is not an option in any way, shape or form. Absolutely not got too much history awesome. riding on you so that being said um we're up up to the end here i'd like to really sincerely thank both of you for coming here and especially those of you that have come in you know the digital shop talk and shared more than once um i'm going to encourage brenner to go ahead and come back for sure i would really encourage everybody to go ahead and, and seek out somebody else in their automotive neighborhood so to say a shop owner that um maybe is struggling a little bit maybe is, is you know the low price leader in the marketplace that um, they need to understand more about how to deliver value to the consumer where they can raise their prices and, and stop holding down the rest of the marketplace. Invite them to go to autovitals.com forward slash radio and sign up for an episode. Um, maybe help them go to a podcast platform of, um, you know, search for the digital shop talk radio and, and share with somebody and invite them to come along with you. And, um, you know, let's all work to try and, um, improve the industry together instead of, you know, being on here in the island all by ourselves. So that being said, um, we're at the top of the hour. I'd like to thank both of you gentlemen for coming in and invite everybody else to, you know, go make some money and wow your customers in the process. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Bye. it. Right. You betcha.